Like Bob on Facebook at facebook.com slash Live. I think it was um, probably about three years ago. I had the privilege of preaching on a Sunday morning at a conservative, Bible-believing Presbyterian church here in uh, central Ohio. Uh, When I pulled into the parking lot, I was awestruck with their facilities. Absolutely beautiful. Manicured, beautiful parking lot. Landscaping was beautiful. And the building, uh, maybe breathtaking would be a slight exaggeration, but it was it was beautiful. It was a beautiful building. Why do I spend a lot of time des- describing how beautiful the building was? Because when I preached there, it was going to be one of their last services. It wasn't the last, but it was getting close. They were being kicked out. Well, who were they being kicked out by? The denomination that they had decided to leave. They had been a part of a left-drifting, left-leaning Presbyterian denomination, And finally, the denomination drifted so far away from biblical authority that the pastor led the church in a vote, and overwhelmingly they voted, we've got to leave this denomination. We can no longer support it. We can no longer stand with them, and we must leave. They notified the denomination the denomination notified them. Okay, you can leave. Take all the people with you, but uh, we're going to take your building. What? Excuse me? Yeah, we're we're going to take your building. Everything. Every chair, every pew, every piano, every whiteboard, every piece of sound equipment. We're We're taking it all. And obviously the church says, well, but we built it with our funds, our money, our congregation. We've kept it up. We hire our custodians. We take care of the landscaping. We cut the grass. We, you know, we plant flowers. Uh, You, the denomination, has not done anything. This is a building that we built. The denomination said, we don't care. Uh, we want the building. And the the church had a decision to make. What is more important? Biblical truth? Standing for biblical truth? Or losing, in this case, a few million dollars worth of property and buildings? Which is more important? From my understanding, and again, I'm an outsider looking in. I was not on the inside of any of this, and I hope I'm getting it correct. That's why I'm not giving the name of the church or anything, but I think I'm accurate. It came back to the church. The vote was not even close. We stand for the truth of Scripture. 
If we lose the building, we have not lost the church. We have gained everything. And it was a short time later. They had their very last service there. They vacated the building and went to a, it was either a middle school or a high school, a rented facility. They went from this beautiful building. I mean, it was beautiful. And by the way, not not that old. It was a fairly new building. And they went from that to a temporary place because they stood for truth. The reason I go through that story is because that has happened now thousands of times across America. Which brings me to this story. Headline, Judge Rules Against 71 United Methodist Church Churches Claiming the Conference's Disaffiliation Policy is Unfair. This is Florida, and a particular conference of the United Methodist Church in the Lakeland, Florida area. Seventy-one churches took votes in their individual congregations and said, we got to get out. We can't stand with the United Methodist denomination any longer. They have abdicated the authority of Scripture. They're marching in a liberal direction that we can no longer support, and so we are going to leave. Well, once again, this particular conference, and not all United Methodist conferences have done this, but this particular conference in Florida has said what so many, PCUSA, uh, ELCA, Evangelical Lutheran Churches, PCUSA, Presbyterian Church USA, the, uh, this conference said to these 71 individual churches, go ahead and leave. Take the people. But we want your building. We want the stuff. And what does that tell you? The church, biblically, is not the building. The church is the people. Well, this particular conference said, eh, we don't really care about the people, uh, but we want the buildings. Well, these 71 churches pooled their resources together and sued the conference. And said, well, wait, wait a minute. This whole disaffiliation policy is completely unfair because, in this case, it was not necessarily that they had to vacate their building. They had to pay a fee. And the fee, in some cases, was very, very large. And the leaders of the conference unilaterally set the fee Okay, if you want to leave us, this is how much you're going to have to pay us. It was arbitrary, unilateral. The uh, individual churches could not appeal it, at least according to the court issue. Uh, They were not allowed to appeal it in any way. And uh, so anyway, uh, it has ended up in court. 
Well, Circuit Judge George M. Wright of the 8th Judicial Circuit Court has issued an order in favor of the conference, writing, quote, A secular court must avoid entanglement in internal church matters or doctrinal matters by deferring to the decision of the highest ecclesiastical body on these issues. In this case, the plaintiffs admit that they are affiliated with the United Methodist Church. The plaintiffs seemingly acknowledge that this court cannot resolve the dispute under the current state of the law in Florida. In other words, the judge said, we don't have any authority in this. This is an ecclesiastical issue, and we don't have any authority. So it looks like the uh, churches are going to have to pay these uh, unbelievable fees. And, of course, the conference is thrilled. Bishop Tom Berlin of the Florida Conference issued a statement applauding the ruling, saying, quote, It clarifies that if a church wants to leave the conference, it must follow the rules established by the denomination. We have always supported a process that allows for a gracious exit and which ensures the departing churches meet their financial, legal, and moral obligations to not harm the conference or the other member churches during their departure. So again, leave if you want to, just give us your money. The complaint alleged that the payment required for the departing congregations to retain their property, quote, was determined in the discretion of the aforementioned parties and is always substantial, often prohibitive, yet non-negotiable and unappealable. I'm telling you, some of these denominational conferences are corrupt beyond imagination. God bless those that are standing for truth and are willing to pay the price. Follow Bob on Twitter at twitter.com slash Live. And welcome again to Bob Bernie Live. Whether you are listening in Ohio or in our nation's capital, thank you for joining me. Uh, You probably wouldn't have to know me very long to know that um, I am fascinated by space. Uh, I got hooked on science fiction when I was in junior high school. I read every single science fiction book in our school library, our local library. Then when I went to high school, I read every single science fiction book in the high school library as well. I've always been fascinated by space. It's just, I don't know, it just fascinates me. Well, those of you who follow those things probably already know that the largest, most powerful, tallest rocket 
ever built blasted off uh, in Texas today. Uh, SpaceX, that's uh, Elon Musk's company, and uh, this was the first test launch of the fully assembled rocket. Um, It's the Starship, which is the upper level, and then the boosters on the bottom. Most powerful, tallest uh, rocket ship ever built. Well, it blasted off successfully, ah, but about, and it wasn't going to go into orbit. It was going to go into near orbit and then splash down in the ocean. Um, well, everything was fine for the first four minutes. And about four minutes into the maiden flight, test flight, uh, it exploded. Uh, they weren't really that upset. Uh, They said, hey, we've learned a lot. Uh, We didn't know whether it was going to be a complete success or not. And uh, we're going to learn and we're going to try again. And the the amazing thing about SpaceX and Elon Musk, they have actually accomplished almost everything they have set out to do. Uh, Way back... Uh, I hate to tell you how many years ago it was, but it was many, 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 many years ago. When I was in junior high school, all of the rockets, you know, lifted off vertically, and then they landed vertically. You know, they came back into Earth's atmosphere, and they uh, reversed and sat down tail first and had a soft landing. All of the rocket ships, you know, well, now 60 years ago. Uh, but that was almost thought to be impossible. Well, it's very common now. Uh, the booster, the first stage booster, uh, boosts the rocket up. It comes back, returns, and lands vertically. Well, they didn't do that until there were a whole lot of failures. But they continued doing it, and now it's... Not, and not only do they do it, they land them on a floating platform out in the ocean. It's incredible. Well, anyway, anyway, which brings me to this. I, I don't know Elon Musk, but there are a lot of things that I like about him. I like his sense of humor, uh, his independent streak. I don't believe he's a follower of Christ. I, I don't believe. I'm not sure. But... Here is how Elon Musk described the failure. I mean, the launch was a failure. It lifted off, but it only got about four minutes into the flight, and then it exploded. I mean, it was completely, totally, utterly destroyed in a huge fireball. Here here is how Elon Musk described what happened. And I quote, SpaceX experienced unexpected rapid disassembly today. Unexpected rapid disassembly today. That is Elon Musk's way of explaining it blew to smithereens. I love that.
unexpected rapid disassembly today. Anyway, uh, it'll probably be several months before they try it again, and uh, then we will see what happens. Uh, I, I think I've got just but no. Let me let me let me get to this. I've got so many stories. Hang with me for the next hour. I've I've just got, I've got so much I want to share with you today. I've got a tall stack. Most of you know that. All of the evidence right now is pointing to the fact that COVID-19 came out of a lab in Wuhan, China. In spite of what we were told, in spite of what Dr. Fauci continued to tell us, almost all of the evidence is pointing to that. Uh, Many of the officials in the U.S. government now are admitting that, well, Right now, there is a select subcommittee on the coronavirus pandemic virus. And uh, it is uh, chaired by Brad Winstrup, a uh, Republican. Well, it was either yesterday or the day before. The Chinese Communist government sent a cease and desist letter from the Chinese embassy in Washington, D.C., demanding that a U.S. government subcommittee investigating the origins of COVID-19, which killed millions of people. The Chinese government has threatened us and said, don't investigate it anymore. You got to stop even investigating it. Really? Um... The uh, letter was not met uh, positively, at least by the Republican members. They basically said, go pound sand. (laughs) 